0: still buffering a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl.
1: Well sisters before we get into this week's episode I feel like see I'm not a teen but I'm a mom.
0: Well, that's the point of the show.
1: Right. That you're not. That I'm not a teen. <laughs> not that I'm a mom that doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> I am neither. I don't
1: know what the point of the show is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not a teen but because I'm a mom I get Like, things pushed to me on social media, because the internet knows I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. It's figured it out from my, I assume, my ordering habits. Right. And they push articles to me about things teens are into so that
0: I'll be aware. Even though your children are, what, three years old and, like, three weeks old? The internet doesn't know that, it (laughs) seems.
1: (laughs) The internet just knows, you're a mom, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Here's some mom stuff. (laughs) And so, for instance, they've been pushing articles to me recently about teens engaging in a new dangerous behavior uh using something called a jewel they do not mean the uh the songstress and musician and poet i, I, I feel like that <laughs> as it were i mean she she does push a very dangerous behavior she you know like spreads the the idea of catching a cold from somebody in a romantic context and it's never okay to try to that's fair spread a disease that's... in a Context. <laughs> that's uh, fair so and, she can be uh, very dangerous but what is this <laughs> and her i mean her poetry too like have you ever read a knight
0: without armor no
1: riley okay no. well it's the finest of 90s poetry mm-hmm. that you can read right i i have the book i will share it oh
0: good <laughs> but anyway uh riley what's what's jewel it's like it's like a vape Except it has a lot of nicotine in it, and it's- it's a jewel is very small. A jewel is like- it kind of looks like a flash drive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a flat black rectangle, um, only like a few inches long. So and it's not... spelled- and spelled J-U-U-L. Okay. Do those things stand and for something? I don't- th- if they do, I am unaware. Um, is, all it, the letters, is it a reference
1: uh, to the Musical artist Jewel I because don't think so Has is she it, hit a resurgence with your generation Is so. she oh, selling yes. drugs to teenagers <laughs> I don't uh, know what her career is like Right now all, I would assume it's better than that But I don't know it's been a while since the, I checked in <laughs> our, our beloved Jewel would never do that I know all I, I, all the said, letters, I shouldn't even joke
0: <laughs> <laughs> All the letters in the title are lowercase So I would assume it's not an acronym That would mm. not be grammatically sound um, But this sounds like, like a Sailor a Moon Negaverse plot. The top like, <laughs> That's what
1: it sounds like to It me. does. Like, <laughs> smoke the jewel. It will suck your energy for the Negaverse. <laughs> this is definitely, like, this has got Queen Barrel written all over Hey-o. it. Hell, it's sold by jade <laughs> I really, I just want to like shout out to like the fact that Jedi got by on two secret identities one was Jed I, and one was jay dite like come on <laughs> i just wanted to say like hey guys
0: the sailor scouts need to up their awareness game but go ahead let's talk about drugs um the top like inch maybe half an inch is a little pod that you replace and it has liquid in it that you vape and it is five percent nicotine
1: it's supposed to be... My understanding is that the the thing, the little cartridge, is the equivalent of a pack of cigarettes. Yeah,
0: one ah. pod is the equivalent of a pack, which is very scary because the actual pod is only about maybe an inch big. And each each inhale is like... I mean, it only takes... No, I don't, I don't remember. I'm not exactly clear on how many like puffs it takes to get through one whole pod, but it mm-hmm. is not a lot. the The idea, I think, is that this was
1: meant to be used for like... People who smoked. People who smoke using, getting, like, having, being able to use it less frequently than a vape. Right. So you get more nicotine, so you use it less frequently. But instead, from what I've read, it's being used by teenagers to inhale a whole bunch of nicotine really quickly. Mm -hmm. Because if you do that, you get kind of a buzz, so to speak. Oh, that's a bummer. What we used to call Nick sick. Mm. You get Nick sick Mm -hmm. because. I was never a smoker, but I tried cigarettes, as I think most people yeah. do at some point in their lives. Mm-hmm. Not everybody, but but I did. And if you were not used to smoking, and you did, and you got a bunch of nicotine, it you felt really bad. Yeah. But that teenagers like that?
0: Uh, I, you know, I guess <laughs>
1: you know I, I, and I see so many like comments about like how is the same generation that's actually making massive changes to gun control in the government also like the generation that's eating tide pods and like doing stuff like this? It's like, well, I think it all goes pretty much together. It's like, yeah. You, you guys are growing up in a world that's way too real. And every mm-hmm. now and then you're just like, I just need to eat a Tide Pod. I just need to smoke an entire <laughs> pack of cigarettes in five seconds. Because that's your world. Don't ever smoke cigarettes or eat Tide Pods. But like, I kind of get why these things go together. <laughs> like, that's the level you're dealing with. Do you know people who are using these? Riley? Yes. Yeah. Like- are they using them like they're supposed to? Well, I mean, you- they're not supposed to. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like intended or are they using them all at once?
0: Oh, I mean, like, they use them all at once. And get there's this like, buzz. You, uh, yeah, there's, like, a, a pod-selling black market <laughs> in my school.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> Jesus.
0: Because you can buy a pack of, I think, four pods, and there are different flavored ones. There's, like, not as many as, like, regular vapes where you can get, like, crazy flavored ones. There's, like, mint and tobacco and like mango or something like that and that's it. And but, they all
1: have nicotine, correct? Like yeah, this they're isn't all the like vaping strength. where you can just vape flavor. No, it's okay. They're all
0: the same strength nicotine, there are no nicotine free ones. Um and I guess you can get a pack of four for like less than twenty bucks, but people will sell one for five dollars. Because if you run out, then it's like you need another one. Because it's like now you're addicted to your jewel. Uh, oh my god! But you have to be 18 to buy pods, and most of the people I know that are using them are not 18, so they can't buy them for themselves.
1: And and I would also add that, it, other than the inherent dangers of smoking and also nicotine itself, um, trying to ingest a large amount of nicotine or inhale a large amount of nicotine, I should say at that at that all at once not only makes you feel it makes you feel bad so mm-hmm. I don't know why people are considering this a desirable high because it usually makes you kind of sick to your stomach and your heart is racing and you feel very jittery and on edge mm-hmm. I don't know why those are desirable um, symptoms but uh, it's dangerous because it's a stimulant and you're taking a large amount of it right and that you know that can make your heart beat too fast yeah. or abnormally or uh, make you it make you sick. So it's dangerous. Don't do that.
0: The best part is you have to charge them. Not the best part. Pretty funny. You have to charge them to get them to work. Um and to charge them it comes with a little like magnetic stand for them that goes into a USB. So like you can put in like your iPhone cube. But most people at my school will put them into the computers that we do work on during class. Oh no. So it's just like you'll look over and we'll be doing work in class and there'll be a little jewel standing up sticking out of their computer that they're charging. You
1: can charge them in your computer?
0: Yeah. Like they like the charger that comes on them is on a USB, and you just like it stands on top of it.
1: Well, the, the, the future has finally outpaced me. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, I think Riley, you need to help out your fellow teens and spread the gospel of Jewel, not Jewel. Like yes, <laughs> like bring back Jewel the artist. Um, get rid of Jewel the get vape. rid of Jewel she the. She had to yes. live in her car for a while, Riley, and then she made amazing music.
0: And now she's the namesake for.
1: But then she like. No, I think. But first she was (laughs) the namesake for like razor blades. Remember that when she like did like the whole like intuition thing. Yes. That was a weird time for us all. Yeah, she did a lot of razor commercials. Yeah, <laughs> she wasn't in them. Her music. Right. It's not okay. a very good razor blade. I tried it just because I was like, well, I like Jewel <laughs> because <laughs> Jewel <laughs> told you to. Yeah. Jewel's very influential, right? She needs to watch her 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 what she what she uh, endorses because clearly there's there's some repercussions happening. <laughs> so so there's your update. Uh, if you're a teenager, please don't do this.
0: Yeah. There's. Did you see the the rumors, the drama going around about them? what that they put out some i think it ended up being fake like a hoax that was created by people who wanted their kids to stop jeweling. but it was, it was like a fake it was a fake text <laughs> uh and like a group message that was put online that was like hey everyone needs to stop juuling i have a friend who goes to this college or whatever and he's never smoked a day in his life but he jewels frequently and he went to the hospital and he has like really bad like lung cancer <laughs> Oh. And like people were like retweeting this like everyone needs to stop jeweling, but apparently it's fake and like mom's made it. Well
1: <laughs> I would I <laughs> I never I never endorse the dissemination of fake information. Yeah. But you should stop jeweling because it is bad for you. Yeah. Um whether you use it as intended or not as intended. It's bad for you. Don't. And why get hooked on another you're all hooked on caffeine, I know you are. Why yeah. hook yourself on another substance? <laughs> why do that? So don't so stay away <laughs> thanks in there you go so that covers the, the mom and the teen quotient and for all of you mid 30 somethings that don't have moms or teens in your life don't worry about it you're just behind on something <laughs> <laughs> so for everybody else uh just... one one thing we can all connect on is binging on netflix shows yes right there we go yeah uh, that... transition hey and wow. and there's a recent Netflix show that I think is very applicable to our podcast. They made it for our podcast. They basically I, did, yes. Yeah. Pretty much. Um it's called Everything Sucks. Yes. And, and uh, it does. If, <laughs> 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 well, wait. Well, all right. <laughs> Not everything. All right. Uh it's a so let me say first of all, we're gonna talk about the show.
0: There may which, be some spoilers. Lots of yeah.
1: spoilers. Spoiler warning right now check out of the podcast come back next week if you haven't watched it or you don't want to be spoiled
0: now i watched it all in a day the episodes are all like less than a half an hour each and there are only 10 so you can feasibly watch this all in a day i I did as well (laughs) yeah
1: come back in eight eight hours not even that five hours yeah.
0: maybe come back in five hours yeah um i have questions for you all about some of the 90s content of the show we should preface the show takes place in the 90s yeah 90, what, 90, 1996 six yeah, yeah I, and um, it
1: likes to really hammer that home which i i will say is good yeah. or bad depending on it is it is one of those shows and it's funny because uh justin and i were watching uh the movie the post the other day and we were talking i was talking about like was everything like when you see a movie that was set in the seventies, I feel like everything is so seventies. And what were the seventies really like that? Like everything was just super seventies all the my time. That's the first question. And so <laughs> that's what that this move this this T V show having lived through the nineties now, I go, Well, you know, I mean I don't know that things were that nineties constantly. I don't know <laughs> that we <laughs> We were constantly so nineties as as the show would would say. It's a bunch of teenagers yeah. in the nineties. Yeah. Let me say that. It it definitely makes it clear, like with lots of lots of subtle details. And not so subtle, like, hey by the way, it's set in the nineties. Like the it's a Tamagotchi. Of- it's set in the nineties. Yeah. And it it's set in a town called Boring, Oregon. Right. So I think it's supposed to be your your kind of prototypical small town.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um the opening sequence of this show features like like everyone has like their Walkman and their their headphones on mm-hmm. um a lot of scrunchies yeah a lot of neon clothing mm-hmm. um, a lot of flannel flannel. Lot of
1: flannel
0: yeah uh basically every 90s activity like they even show a clip of a girl just slapping on a slap bracelet and then pulling <laughs> out her tamagotchi <laughs> i
1: i do appreciate there's there's some gratuitous tamagotchi shots yeah yeah you <laughs> do tamagotchi shots um well, like, the, the, somebody's in one scene, the little <laughs> alarm goes off on the Tamagotchi. like she so just know pulls the, it
0: out of the front pocket of her overalls.
1: Yeah, to, like, check on it. And it was, like, that sound was, like, oh, it's so in, embedded in my memory. Like, oh, Tamagotchi. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, I wonder, because I'm, I'm thinking about, like, a show like Stranger Things, which is set in an era that I didn't grow up in, but it feels mm-hmm. very real to me. Like, it feels like these characters are living in this, this world, whereas this show, like, and I'm not complaining about it, I think it's a great show, but, like there's a, like I'm like this just feels so forced but is this just what it feels like when you're aware of the culture is that what it is like I don't know and that's why I'm curious how you felt about it Riley because I to me it was just like <laughs> it's not it wasn't like that I mean I guess it was but it <laughs> seems really dumb
0: <laughs> yeah my first question was literally was the 90s this 90s <laughs> <laughs> I I don't feel like we were
1: constantly that 90s but then at the same time Everything in the show feels like a winky nod towards me, mm-hmm.
0: like, as I watch oh, yeah. it, because
1: I'm like, yeah,
0: yeah. It, I mean, it- there are some <laughs> times where you forget, but then they remind you. I mean,
1: I, I, I do want to say, like, the the music was so on point that at some points it was mm-hmm. almost too on point. Yes. For me. Like. Yes, I had moments. Like, like playing, like, Pink Triangle by Weezer as the, like, <laughs> you know, the, the one character comes out of the closet to like a friend it's like oh did wait did you make a netflix tv show based around a weezer song because i think you (laughs) did and that's awesome but preface that at at the tori amos concert when she's playing silent all these years as the your main character who has realized that she's gay but is in a time and place where she doesn't know how to tell anyone or or what to do about it she's you know it's a very she didn't have anybody that she can talk to about this. She's at a Tori Amos concert and she sees two women kind of like cuddling and, and being openly affectionate. And they're playing this song silent all these years. And it's just such a like uh, it was just such a moment. It was such a like, oh, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was too perfect. Like I I, and to speak to that moment. That moment made me cry. Like like just ball like I'm sitting at my computer I'm just like oh my god like this is just (laughs) I was I I was singing along (laughs) I I was singing until I was crying and then I was cry singing
0: (laughs) and then when one of the characters asks that main character to be his girlfriend he creates a music video to Wonderwall which is a 90s song I had heard before okay that's Um, good is that is that music video that he created supposed to be a replica of the actual music?
1: oh video? honey oh it's it's a whole bunch of 90s classic 90s yeah. music videos okay. like I it's, didn't it's know referencing, that. like uh I, I Nirvana's in there I know that um uh Alanis yeah. uh ironic is in there yeah.
0: they Th- do have a, a whole conversation about the Alanis Morissette song ironic well and yes about how it is indeed not ironic that- <laughs> But that felt
1: a little forced it to me felt forced. <laughs> and you know what I'm going to say this to anybody that, that hasn't watched it but is still listening and is fine with spoilers the first few episodes to me I was like okay I get it we're making a 90s nostalgia show the show has a lot more heart than that like yeah it it's, does it's wrapped in a very like clear like 90s nostalgia rapper but it, it is not it, there's so much more heart to that I mean the the main storyline like got to me so personally. It's and, and even like the the parent storyline, like the the, the two mm-hmm. parents, like it's actually it's got a lot of heart to it. It it really does. And I I think what what captured my attention was the 90s feel very close to me. Yeah. Like they don't it doesn't feel like that long ago. But when you take the the juxtaposition of the like the culture of the 90s, you know, all the kind of the fluffy stuff, mm-hmm. like the clothes and the music and whatever. And then you take the main storyline where we have it's a coming of age story of a young woman who is not straight. There aren't a lot of TV shows or movies about that, Mm -hmm. first of all. That's not a coming of age story that we see very often. And it also it made me realize how culturally how remote the 90s really is because like you feel her isolation. You feel how. She has no role model. She has no mentor. She has no one to look at and say, how do I navigate the world as this person that I'm realizing I am and not the person that everyone thought I was? She has no touchstone for that. Mm -hmm. And that, I would say, is not true today. Yeah. No, and I I would agree with that because, I mean, being (laughs) a a young person in the 90s who was very afraid of my own sexual identity and, and, you know, being honest with myself, like, the things that I clung to, the like, the, the, there was no like person to be like, oh, I'm like that. It's like, oh, uh, Ellen came out. That's cool. I have Ellen, but it's like, it <laughs> <laughs> kind of it. Like, you know, like, like when she pins up the picture of the girl with the nose ring, it just like, it felt like so, like, oh, this is kind of like me, right? Like those weird staples that you just cling to because it's something close to validating yourself. Like, Mm-hmm. I remember that, like I think I watched the craft on repeat largely just because it was like Balk's character there's there's no sexual identity if it's not straight that's aligned to her, but still, like she's different, and that in some way validates me like the, the yeah, so i that that hit home and and that and like, oh my God, the moment that she talked about a song like like helping her survive i feel like that's a like there's all like the fluff like the the surface level 90s stuff but i think that sentiment more than anything hit home to me because i think that's very much like you know like clinging to music so deeply that it keeps you alive like that maybe Mm -hmm. it's not a 90s thing but i think it kind of is i think i think that's the first generation that is defined by you know like music as a survival option well, and it, it's, it's also like, I think if you look at the technology, music becoming a more private thing mm-hmm. as we, as we move from, you know, records to cassettes oh, that's and a great point. you talk about Walkmans and things, and then eventually CDs and Discmans. it, music becomes a private thing as opposed to something that is always shared inherently. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, My next question mm-hmm. actually did have to do with music about something that is mentioned that confused me very much. That I didn't want to ask you beforehand because I wanted, I wanted your reactions <laughs> oh, to be authentic. No. If this is something okay. that I should know about, um, in one of the very first episodes, the one of the main male characters pulls up to his mailbox and he's yeah. like, "Oh, sweet, Columbia House." Yeah. And then he realizes it's a CD that he already had and says, I forgot to fill out the thing and mail it back. And she's like, Oh, you can get store credit for that. Mm -hmm. This entire conversation I watched (laughs) and went, I don't know what's happening.
1: (laughs) So you could subscribe to Columbia House Records and they would send you a CD period, like monthly, I want to say. Um, Justin did this. I never did this, but like Mm -hmm. Justin did because when we watched that scene, Justin said, I remember getting uh, that Oasis CD in the mail through, Co- through Columbia House <laughs> Records. He said, I had this moment. He said, this was my, I had this exact moment of getting this CD and going and listening to it. Um, but you could, you could do that and they would send you like new releases, like the yeah. latest music. So if you just wanted to keep up to date with stuff and then you could, um, if you got one, I guess that, uh, which I, I don't know, I'm theorizing what they mean. You could go to one of the actual like, brick and mortar stores and mm-hmm. take the cd you got still in the packaging and exchange it for a different one okay if you got a duplicate but yeah that's very what that, confusing yeah that's funny though because i i i that really marks like the moment in time because like he holds up that oasis cd and i'm like oh yeah i remember when i got that oasis cd like everybody <laughs> yep. everybody yep. remembers like yeah i remember getting that oasis cd but that, justin said that he was like i got that through columbia
0: house that's crazy I figured it was something along those lines, but again, I was like, what? What?" Right. (laughs) See, we used to have, (laughs) music used to
1: be physical, like a physical object.
0: It's just so crazy to me to think, like, if you knew of a band that you liked coming out with a new album of songs, you had to actually go buy a physical <laughs> version of something <laughs> that, that had these songs yeah. on it to listen to them. You could not just, like, listen to them as soon as they came out. Like, there's no such thing as something dropping at midnight and you listening to it at midnight. No, no. Like, oh. as soon as it came out, you had to go and buy a CD or a record or a cassette or whatever mm-hmm. and listen to it that way. Hey, That's but, crazy.
1: But you don't know how exciting that was. Like, I had heard the song Ironic by Alanis Morissette. And so I went and got the CD Jagged Little Pill that it that it is on. <sighs> And then I listen to everything else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that discovery of like, there's so much more than ironic here. (laughs) Like this music is my music. This is the music I've been waiting for. And now I found it and it's on the CD and I didn't know it existed. And now it's there. That's it's very exciting. Yeah, I'm sure. I just the other day. It's funny because it was right before I watched the show to do this podcast. And I was cleaning my house and I found my binder of I still have like a like four CD per page binder of CDs. Yeah. You know, like thick, like it's, and it's all like, it's legit. It's, it's Oasis. It's rancid and green day. And like Tori Amos, like it's, it's the nineties. It, it's got space Ghost coast to coast, like the CD. like <laughs> It's, it's so nineties. And so like my childhood, I'm like, I don't ever have a need for this. Should I burn it all to my computer? Should I like, no, I can't, I just can't throw it away. Who knows? Like, Maybe technology won't, like, we won't go into, like, some weird Armageddon of technology. It'll just roll back for some reason for 10 years, and I'll be happy I have these. I should keep these. <laughs> <laughs> Justin and I still each have ours. Yep. I don't know why. We just keep not throwing it out. Uh, it just it just feels so wrong because, like, childhood mm. me built this. Like, putting the, the CD fronts behind every CD, like, organizing it by genre. Like, that's something I did. Like, oh, here's where we transition from pop punk to hardcore. Like, this was important <laughs> to me. <laughs> Or the or the mixes that's the other thing oh, like our yeah. binders have our mixes yep. in them mm-hmm. uh-huh. and you you can't get rid of your mixes no no and I don't I don't think and the thing <laughs> about can't. those mixes is they don't really they don't even play anymore like they yeah those yeah, degrade yeah like none of mine play anymore but I can't throw them out like like I have one that's like Angry Girls and it's it's just like L seven and like. Bikini Kill and stuff. I was like, I can't throw this away. Like, I even though it doesn't play anymore, this was my first like angry girl <laughs> CD mix that I made. I can't throw it away. <laughs> um, I wanna, I wanna find out more of your '90s questions here, Riley, uh, because I'm sure you have many. I do. But before we do
0: that, let's check the group message.
1: So we have a couple sponsors to tell you about this week. Uh, first of all, I'll start off if that's okay. Oh, go sister. ahead. Go for it. First of all, we want to tell you again about Squarespace. Now, we have asked you before, do you want to make a beautiful website? Yes. Maybe you do. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> hopefully doesn't? that's your answer. Um, maybe maybe you need to turn a cool new idea into a website. Maybe you've got a blog or some kind of other content that you want to publish. Maybe you have some sort of event or, or project to announce. Whatever your reasoning, uh, you need to create a new website. And that can be difficult. But Squarespace makes it easy by giving you beautiful, customizable templates created by world-class designers. Wow! Uh, they it's a it's a new way to buy domains. They have over 200 extensions, powerful e-commerce functionality. So it's endless what you can do with Squarespace. They make it super easy. Um, if you're like me and you would have nowhere no idea where to start creating a website squarespace has got you covered so all you have to do is go to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use the offer code buffering to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain that's squarespace.com enter code buffering sweet who's our next sponsor uh
0: our next sponsor this week is texture and we told you about texture before but we're going to tell you about them again because they're just so great um, the Texture app gives you unlimited access to over 200 premium magazines. Texture has leading titles like Time, The Atlantic, The New Yorker, Vanity Fair, Wired. They have teen titles like Teen Vogue and Seventeen Magazine if you're into teen stuff. And right now, you can try Texture for free on us. Taylor, will you tell everyone how they can do that?
1: Yes. Uh, so, you can actually just... Go to texture.com and uh, uh, backslash still buffering and you can start a free trial today. So that's it. if you choose to continue, it's podcast listeners would get texture for just nine ninety nine a month, but you can start a free trial right now using the code still buffering dot texture.com. So go check that out. You can have all your favorite magazines and their back issues anytime, anywhere with this easy app texture.com backslash still buffering. All right. So, Riley, I'm sure you had other questions yeah, about I have, this show.
0: I have four questions in <laughs> a row all about the clothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'll start out with the first outfit we see one of our main characters, Kate, wear is a white shirt that has a giant picture of Tori Amos on the front mm-hmm. and just says Tori Amos on the bottom. Yes. The people actually wear shirts with just giant pictures of their favorite artists. On had there? them. You had them. Uh, I had them. Yep, yes.
1: Yep. I I had a Tori Amos shirt. I had, yeah, I had lots of, lots of those shirts. Okay. Yeah. Because
0: I saw that. I was like, no way. Yeah. Okay.
1: No, to- totally, totally a thing. Um, that, I mean, band shirts in general I mean, were very I've cool. I mean, I've seen
0: band shirts before that have like a logo on them mm-hmm. or like for a concert or something or song lyrics, but that was just like her entire torso was taken up by a picture of Tori Amos's face. No, that's, I, that was. I still wear <laughs> shirts like that. <laughs> like, am I wearing one so, right now? I'm wearing one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, th- those were very cool. Definitely wore those.
0: Um, so one of the other main girl characters, Emmeline, is that her name? Emmeline. Mm-hmm. Emmeline. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. Goes with Kate to try on dresses. Yes. And the dress that she tries on that she proclaims, "quote her boobs are too big for," she gives to Kate because she tells Kate, "you have no boobs." Um, and it looks like. A metallic nightgown
1: that that dress if you're asking was that like a typical 90s yeah. look no i mean definitely shiny metallic fabrics mm-hmm. were yeah. cool in the 90s um well and that but go ahead i think that was at a like a secondhand store wasn't it yeah i think that was more of a yeah. disco thing okay yeah but i will um, i will say that was like i don't know i think that 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 cut is very 90s like because mm-hmm. it was also the age of like the the you know underfed models like it was the sort of that's true yeah. like that was sort that's of the true. look like you're just wearing something that drapes off of you and color bones for days like that's not a good yeah. part of the 90s but that was part of what I think influenced that scene <laughs> there there was that it was a moment where a lot of models were extremely thin Yeah. Um, and that was kind of the cornerstone not just that it wasn't just that they were thin; that was the look. Yeah, the the how thin they were was all of the look. Mm-hmm. And so, clothes that would accentuate like your your thinness, your whatever bones were protruding those mm-hmm. were that that was a popular look for a moment.
0: Because at another point, Emmeline wears a dress that looks like like a nightgown like it's like well, beige colored I think it has spaghetti straps she's wearing it to school it goes straight down it is, looks is it like, when
1: she's dressed like Courtney Love that's what I was gonna say that's, that, my, that's my favorite be. look because that is yeah that is the bride that is Courtney Love and that's yeah that was well she was kind of like like I didn't I didn't want to like her character because honestly she does something that I think is super super wrong but yeah. I fashion wise like her style was so much like that was very Courtney Love that was the baby doll yes. dress like baby Uh doll dress like combat boots like messed up like curly blonde hair like that's courtney love like and then she also does gwen stefani she does the little buns she does the jewel you know like the 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 plaid pants yeah like she was so like hitting all of my like favorite female like crushes in the 90s like oh my god she goes she goes goth yeah Yeah. and they they actually come oh somebody saw the craft i'm like oh god just just read me Sydney
0: was was telling me this and naming all the different people she was dressing as I was like oh I no idea I did not know that (laughs) those yeah
1: those those were all referential to very popular Mm -hmm. people at the time they were all looks um I would say not everybody went for all the looks the way she does um I think that's that's supposed to be part of like her dramatic character like she is a drama nerd yeah yeah theater nerd which is one that is one thing i will take issue with real quick <laughs> so the like the they they set up like your protagonists are these
0: little av club nerds yes right.
1: these little kids like the freshmen and then the uh, kate who's a sophomore who are the av club nerds and then your antagonists are the drama club <laughs> who are so cool that they not only bully the A.V. Club, but they like actually kind of physically harass yeah. the A.V. Club, like force them to drink alcohol and put on makeup and stuff against their will.
0: Yeah.
1: I was in drama in the 90s in high school. Um, we were not that cool. <laughs> we were certainly not cool enough to bully anybody. Yeah. Um, That I found that a little confusing. Like they're, the, they're still the drama club. <laughs>
0: I mean, one of the first scenes, Emmeline and Oliver, was that his name? Uh-huh. Like the two like male and female leads of the drama club stand up in the middle of lunch and perform a scene out of... Was that Romeo and Juliet? No, I don't remember or what where they were. some Shakespearean uh, thing, I think they it were, seemed like. Yeah. And... Like, I was like, there's no way people are going to start throwing food at them. Like, she grabs a core dog and pretends it's a dagger that she's slitting her throat with. (laughs) And everyone applauds for them at the end of it. I'm like,
1: what? Now, let me say, I don't know that there was ever a time where the school was unanimously, like, would have applauded, like, oh, the drama club is so cool. I don't know that that would have happened. But that, like, that happening, I can totally see. I knew people sort of like that. Definitely. I knew an Emmeline. Oh, I knew an (laughs) Emmeline. For sure, and I I will I will say that akin to that, I did once perform, uh, from Rent oh, when Maureen oh, does goodness. "Over the Moon." Yeah, you did. Oh, you did in the cafeteria. I did, yes, in the high school cafeteria during the pancake breakfast. I I did in fact perform that song. <laughs> so. You did,
0: Sydney. <laughs> Nothing wrong with so, that.
1: That's a bucket so, list right there. Maybe, maybe not so off base. <laughs> Just saying. Oh my god. But I don't remember ever the drama kids being like the cool ones who were bullying people. Yeah. Um. No, they 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 would like it was how it was how a lot of us defined ourselves. So we we would do things to like stand out and like mm-hmm. this is who I am. You know, I dare to be different. I'm special, whatever. But I, I don't. I mean, we never, we never would have taken out any of that on other people because we were also like uncomfortable with ourselves. Right. At least that was my experience. Well, and I think you know, like I, I think that that touches on a bigger point, which is how much realizing just how much fashion has changed, or more importantly, like fashion has become just fashion. Like I, like back in the day, like to, you know, to. to declare yourself a drama nerd it came with sort of a wardrobe like the the, the styles that we see like mm-hmm. happening in the show like it's very much like you're aligning yourself with a section because high school is a war right and i don't see that as much now like i feel like like kids like kids and like you know like i mean I'd say kids like teenagers like you guys wear like you can have like a goth influence and a punk influence and like like dress more mainstream, and it's just a style choice. Like it's not yeah. it's not mm-hmm. aligned to your identity as much as it, it really really was. Yeah, no, I I think that's definitely true, and there, and you definitely like, I think you can see that in in some of like the drama club the way that Emmeline dresses very dramatically and like Oliver wears that, that trench coat that he wears with all the buttons on you it. You dated so many boys that had that trench coat. <laughs> <That's all laughs> I, I think that's all I dated in. Oliver's. I, <laughs> I definitely I dated know, Oliver's. that so. had a trench coat with patches and Like the river, the clash, like the anarchy patch. Like you don't even listen to the clash. You don't understand the concept of anarchy. You don't know what those are. It's just cool. Where was the beret? That was the only thing missing. Yeah, that was missing. But yeah. Yeah. Um, We also, I thought, I think we should make a note of this too, Riley. I don't, I feel like that they use the nasal piercing as like a, like this is how she's declaring that she's gay.
0: I did have some issue with this because she, there's a scene where Kate goes into her bedroom, (laughs) rips down the pictures on her wall of Ryder Strong and JTT. (laughs) Which I really, I did appreciate that. One other male celebrity of the 90s. And replace them with like a Tori Amos poster and uh, what was it? Fiona Apple. Yeah. 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 And then the poster with the picture of the girl with the nose piercing. And then she decides to pierce her nose. And then... A few episodes later, and this is a spoiler again, if you're still listening to this, even after we told you there'd be spoilers, um, Emmeline realizes she is gay as well and has feelings for Kate and comes back to school with a nose piercing like, hey, look. Well, but
1: I think <laughs> and we should say, too, when we say I, I don't know what they're. I don't know how you would define their sexualities. Right. They I guess you should say they realize they're not straight. Yeah. They're not straight. Yes. Yeah. That's what, a better what, way to what, say that. But I don't know what they would define themselves as. Emily realized
0: as. she had feelings for a girl. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I, I think, Riley, like, and this is this is another thing where fashion has changed. Like, signaling was a very, it's, it's always, I mean, it's it's a it's a very important part of gay culture. Having things that say, hey, guys, by the way. Because it was, we're, we're dealing with, like, set in the 90s, like, it's still on the cusp of I mean, being gay is still dangerous, but this is yeah. at the point where you, you still you still couldn't be out and not be thought of as by by some people as in some way wrong. And so you right. you there was there there's always been a code of saying like, hey, look, I'm a girl with short hair. I got a nose ring like wink, wink, hint, hint, like letting other lesbians know or, or non straight people know. And, yeah. and so I think that that's that's lost more these days i mean i i think nowadays because fashion is just fashion it's like you know like for me it's like you see a girl with like her her keys on a like a carboner and like a flannel and like short haircut and like a side shave and a nose ring it's like i I don't know if she's straight or not i don't know anymore it's just fashion like (laughs) yeah yeah but that no i and but i think i think it was all it was a lot about declaring yourself as different right Mm -hmm. that too yeah, like stepping outside of the mainstream. Yeah. Um. So, I, I don't know. I just, I found that interesting.
0: Yeah. Hearing the conversations they had about gay people, and there weren't a ton that were um, derogatory, but there were a few that I was like, whoa, you never hear someone say that today. No. Like, one of the girls goes up to Kate, because there's a rumor going around that she is gay, mm-hmm. and asks her if she is, quote, a homo. And then says, like, oh, good. When mm-hmm. Kate says, no, of course not. She's like, oh, good. I didn't think you would be. That's good. And then there's a conversation between two girls in the bathroom who says, did you hear Kate is gay? And they're like, does that mean she has the AIDS?
1: Yeah. It was all up. very,
0: like, like stereotypical, derogatory. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It caught me off guard.
1: Yeah. It. And, I mean, I... I... I would love to say that's not a true depiction of the 90s, but I think there was still that much ignorance Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, that kind of prejudice in the 90s, definitely. And I think it's funny because I now that I'm not working, (laughs) I'm on maternity leave. Uh, A lot of shows that I used to really like are like, I realize they they play them all all day Mm -hmm. while I'm at work usually. So like there are Scrubs marathons and there are um, How I Met Your Mother marathons and I have checked in on both of those periodically. And both of those shows, not that long ago.
0: Yeah. I mean How I Met Your Mother ended what, like four or five years ago? Mm. And that's what I'm saying. They're not that
1: old. There are moments that I, I'm just, I'm shocked that I watched it and, and now I look back and go, I don't remember this being this, this offensive. I can't believe they just said that. I can't believe that was so homophobic. That was so, you know, everything you just said right now, I, I can't believe that, but it wasn't that long ago. This was just commonplace on television and in media and just, you know, this, this kind of discriminatory speech, this kind of hate speech. It just, and it wasn't meant that way. But it was just casually thrown about that way. You watch a friend's marathon. And yeah. Oh, 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 sure. buddy. oh yeah. yeah. No. Well, and that, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I, I the one and it, it was sort of a double edged sword for me because the, the one hurtful rumor that was started about me, this this really hit home when I was in high school was that I was a lesbian and, you know, that like some cool girl started the rumor because she's like, I don't like it when she's the photography assistant in the dark room because you know she'll try to hit on you it was like but I, I don't talk to people let alone hit on them but that was you know like that was still like it was okay but then also like don't let it be me don't let me be the gay one i'm fine with the gay people but don't let it be me and right. and as somebody that was also like i don't think i'm straight anyway like that that whole that whole part of the storyline hit a little too close to home because it was just like yeah that's that's what that felt like like you you yeah. You you are so okay with it, but you're also terrified of yourself,
0: <laughs> right?
1: Is that do you think that's changed now, Riley? Like, because that that very much is how like storylines like that in in kind of even TV shows that would have considered themselves progressive would still have like a character adamantly denying that they're gay as if it was a bad thing, you know, or it being played for laughs. Mm-hmm. That kind of that was the way that even in shows where it wasn't actively a target of discrimination it was still you know totally inappropriately if would those kind of rumors be spread to be mean about kids today like i don't think so and so is not straight
0: right i don't think to be mean i don't think that that's something that people like wonder about someone like out of maliciousness or i mean that's a good thing that's, that's what i'm
1: hoping you'll say
0: <laughs> yeah i don't i mean i especially people i associate with or conversations i have had there have definitely been like questions i have heard people ask like are they dating someone of the same sex like mm-hmm. are they gay i didn't know that about them but never like oh that's gross like like I don't inherently like that. that is yeah. a bad thing okay right. but um,
1: that's i mean that's reassuring considering where we live it, it yeah. A, yeah you would expect it to be worse here yeah absolutely
0: uh, i have one last question for you all on a lighter note that is about not fashion mm-hmm. it is about a conversation that takes place between two parents and they are discussing the uh, slang that their children are using <laughs> that they don't understand. Yeah. And three of these slang terms include da bomb, mm-hmm. oh snap, and all that in a bag of chips. Yeah. And I was like, these are the slang terms that parents don't understand? <laughs> these seem pretty self-explanatory to me compared to some of the slang terms that exist today. Well, I, I think,
1: okay... I I, you have grown up with these existing I mean even though you don't use them I assume you know what all those things yeah um but it probably did sound odd the first time someone said she's all that in a bag of chips (laughs) like if you're a parent like what she's what she's what now I don't know. I think it's just everybody, every generation has their slang terms. I mean, people use that for sure. Right. Well, that was just very funny to me. I think, you know, but there there was something that happened, I think, in popular culture and it, it like late 80s, early 90s going on and started in the 90s for sure, like where you had self-referential like culture being presented. So you had these like, like nowadays you watch TV and you, you can kind of get caught up on the current slang because it's part of it. That didn't used to be a thing. Like I felt like like yeah. entertainment was like 10 years behind what culture was doing. Now it's very up to date. The 90s was the first time that it started to catch up with itself and you had mm-hmm. like, you know, you had movies being set in high schools in the 90s that were pretty pretty on point with what was going on with like the, the slang culture, like the dressing style stuff like that. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think it, I think it, as people started making TV shows and music and movies that were targeting Teenagers. then you started to see that more well represented in media. But prior to that, you're right. It all did lag yeah. because entertainment was being made for adults by adults. And if kids happened to like it, that was fine. Mm-hmm. But then it, that was, I mean, and it really has to do with buying power. They realize teenagers have money. Yeah. Yeah. And let's get them to spend it on <laughs> Columbia house record <laughs> subscription. Oasis. <laughs> on Oasis. Um, oh
0: wonder well yeah
1: i i don't i mean i guess i i don't i would like to look back and ask mom and dad back then like did we say things that you were like what in the world
0: because i know i do now like either they'll hear things like on tv or hear my friends say things or hear me say things you're like wait what what does that mean (laughs) but i
1: think i said da bomb i I definitely Um, never did
0: <laughs> I I would I could see
1: this. I don't think I used the other two. No, I don't think I ever felt like I was cool enough to say "oh snap." I, I was I I was. You never adi- felt like you were
0: cool enough. <laughs> I was adamantly
1: out of my way, not cool enough to say those words. Like I, I said, groovy a lot. Oh my god! I I remember Just... when you tried to make hella happen for a while. <laughs> well, that's that was that's good now. Now I'm it's okay. Now. It's Is it? good now. Yeah. I did try to make that happen. Okay. Hella good. Okay, <laughs> I did, and and I like I obstinately stuck with groovy because I was like, well, I know this is not right, mm. <laughs> so I'll just keep going with it because then it's my thing. Yeah. Then I'm that girl who says that thing.
0: Groovy. She's groovy. a girl who says groovy. Yeah.
1: I I was in drama. What do you expect? <laughs> See, I I liked rad. Rad was okay for me because that's you know, yeah. That's not as yeah. bad. That was that was no, my I, go-to. I latched onto Rad for a while. Yeah, she's
0: the girl who says groovy and the girl who stands up on the lunch table and sings songs from Rent about cows <laughs> <laughs> at a pancake breakfast. Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, there are parents there. You achieved the,
1: the like the '90s like like moment there. Like that, was I it really for did.
0: Were you wearing like a choker and a Tori Amos shirt and your hair and like a messy bun with pencils through it at the time? No, unfortunately I was wearing my show choir dress okay.
1: <laughs> So I don't, is that worse? It's better is It's that better. better, it's definitely better Um, I would, let me, let's end with this I would recommend this show I think I that too. it's it's very um, Yes, the 90s stuff sometimes feels a little it's, Artificial It's, a, it's an, a BuzzFeed article in action Is, is what I would describe yeah. some parts of the show yes. I will say,
0: <laughs> for a non-90s Person though, there is a lot of stuff I missed that I did not understand <laughs> as '90s references.
1: Well, like the even the snack machine when they raid the snack machine at one point, and uh, it's got the pizza. Yeah, do you remember those pizza chips, oh, uh, God, pizzerios yes, yes. or pizza? Some, oh man, those were so yeah. good. I looked at those, I was
0: like, oh, oh where did those go? I, I, know, I love it. at some point. Oh, go ahead. They talk about
1: surge. I was gonna say they're constantly yes. drinking Gatorade and Surge and Mountain Dew. I'm like, yep, that's that's the trash stuff that we rotted our faces off with in the '90s. Yeah, uh, I I would I would also give it a solid recommendation and and more yeah. like to the point of like it's it was funny to me because like the the main storyline revolves around like uh you know like the 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 main the, the young people and then the older people like and they're finding stumbling their way to like finding acceptance and happiness and as somebody that both like I'm the age of like this old dude who's kind of given up on love and then finding it again so that touches me but then I also remember what it was like to be like a teenager who was afraid of their own sexuality so that that gets to my core I, the whole thing just was like endless feels of just you know it, And it, it is a, a pretty good representation of a queer storyline that i don't think we've mm-hmm. like that that is needed it's always needed more and more and more, more always needed sure yeah. all right well thank you sisters
0: thank you for answering all my 90s questions yeah. Yeah. there you go <laughs>
1: Um, I it is it is a study in the nineties if uh if you're interested as to what it looked like and felt like and sounded like. Mm-hmm. I would say it's it's nailed that squarely. Um thank you for listening to our show. Uh you can tweet at us at still buff. You can email us at buffering at maximumfun.org. Uh If you like our show, you should check out MaximumFun.org for a lot of other wonderful uh, shows on our podcasting network. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, Change Your Mind.
0: This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And And I I was... Too.
1: And maybe you're gonna <laughs> be the one that saves <laughs> me. That saves me. <laughs> and after all, <laughs> you're <laughs> my <part of laughs> one <wonder laughs> <all. laughs>
0: Going into a Bullseye interview, I know it's somebody who does amazing work, but it's an actual conversation. I don't know where it's headed.
1: <laughs> hey, these are this is, this is the straight talk that,
0: that you're going to get on this show. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm in therapy. I think you, you, I got more out of you than the therapist I went to twice. <laughs> <laughs> bullseye. Creators you know. Creators you need to know. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts